In the first two seasons of our podcast, I chatted with Kate Leone, a journalist, single mom, and world traveler. Kate had never taken a self-defense course before, and we figured her questions were probably your questions too. So if you've been following along all along, thanks for listening. You can keep up with Kate on her podcast at RestoriaTherapy.com. For this season, it seemed like a good time to change things up a bit. The new theme song you're hearing, by the way, is an excerpt from a song called Icarus Wish by Berlin punk trio Dead Sentries, who also happen to be my neighbors, and who are generously letting me use this track, which you can also find on Bandcamp. Anyway, I thought it was time to head out into the world, virtually speaking, and talk to other women and men in the universe of self-defense, self-empowerment, and martial arts. I'm talking to old friends, new acquaintances, and complete strangers. Yes, I do talk to strangers, because I can defend myself. But I might hang up on them too. We'll see. So if you've stuck with us so far, keep listening, keep learning, keep laughing. You never know who we're going to talk to next. Well, I do. Welcome to episode 45 of the Pretty Deadly Podcast. This week, I'm chatting with Simona Marini, an Italian martial artist, parkour teacher, and self-defense instructor working in Vicenza, Italy. Simona started practicing Shaolin in Vicenza in 1999. What started as an after-school hobby quickly became a passion he followed all the way to China in 2001 to train with an actual Shaolin monk, Shi De Chen. While Shaolin remains the base of Zimona's training and teaching as well, it was also the entry to the world of martial arts that now includes study in other arts such as Tai Chi, Sanda, Wing Chun, Baji, and expanding beyond China to other parts of the world to include Russian Sistema, Nimpo Taijutsu, and Japanese Kenjutsu. Zimona and I came across each other through a podcasting platform, actually, called Audrey. Audrey connects podcasters with like-minded podcasters to encourage cross-promotion and collaboration. I don't remember how I even ended up on Audrey, but when I first logged on, there were only like four podcasts about martial arts and self-defense. I also did the same research. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, yours and the other three were uh, the one I looked for. Yeah. And then you, you are faster than me to contact me. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. I was contacting people right away. Yeah, but I was interested because what made me curious to meet you um, was not so much the style of martial art, but what I was, what made me curious is the fact that you do podcasts in both English and Italian. And I thought that that was a really interesting thing that you'll do one episode in English and one episode in Italian, um, which to me just speaks to a certain generosity of spirit. <laughs> And I thought, oh, this, sound, this seems like someone that I can kind of connect with. So I wanted to reach out and meet you. And then as we exchanged messages, you were telling me about the martial arts that you've studied um, and the self-defense that you teach, which you teach a system that I'm not that familiar with, although I've been doing some research and I have some thoughts. But before I get into that, um, I want to ask you about your history. So you teach... Kung Fu Shaolin, yes. Qigong, Tai Chi, and also parkour, which is really yes. interesting to me as well. Exactly. How did yes. you get into all of this? Mm. What, what was the beginning? The beginning was the Shaolin. I started uh, 20 years ago, in the 1999, to study Shaolin Kung Fu. I was actually searching for a boxing class, but I could not oh. find it. So That's it was not... my mom. 
<laughs> my mom came with the with the pamphlets of this Shaolin class, saying like, uh, why, "Why don't you try this one?" She preferred the Shaolin than the boxing because, for my nose, so uh, okay, <laughs> to break my nose. So I tried it, and it was like love at first sight. I just okay. started to go, and uh, that's it. And uh, during the study of the Shaolin, I was able also to study other style like Tai Chi and uh, Sanda, which is the, the Chinese mm -hmm. kickboxing, and the Qigong. Mm -hmm. Later, uh, one of the Sistema teachers here in Italy wanted to create like a, a network of uh, uh, women self-defense. Mm -hmm. And so they were contacting various uh, instructors in Italy. And so I got contacted by this uh, instructor and uh, I also did the, the journey for the, to become a Sistema instructor. Mm -hmm. uh, so yes, this is how I came to, to the Sistema, which is the Russian martial art. Right. And now he's used in the in the military. So he was a he was a military guy. He's a, like a, a squad. Uh, yes. Uh, squad a squad leader. It was a yeah like a teacher like a training. A oh. Training leader. For uh, the special I, forces. Yeah, I can't remember what. I don't remember <laughs> the English words for those either. Big name. <laughs> but uh, so it was really uh, it was like two years of a study with this Russian, there are two masters, these two teachers coming mm -hmm. every few months, coming to Italy. Mm -hmm. And so I got this uh, certification. And now when I teach self-defense, I mixed up a little bit of uh, the Shaolin with this system, mm -hmm. which is actually really good, uh, is uh, really compatible or what mm -hmm. I see, because I also tried uh, the Krav Maga, which is mm -hmm. most most common for self-defense. Right. <laughs> But uh, for my type of study, the Sistema, it was my, more uh, on my tune. Right, right. It, melt, it felt more natural for you. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know that much about Russian Sistema, mm -hmm. but as I mentioned to you when we were chatting before we started our podcast interview, um, I've been doing a little bit of research um, and actually watched a really interesting video today with a guy in um, Los Angeles who teaches Russian Sistema. Um, and he just said some interesting things that are very similar to the way that I approach ninjutsu. Okay. Um, so I thought, oh, this is, this is cool. But actually, I, I really don't know anything about Sistema at all. What, what, attracted you to it so these russian guys who kind of just contacted you out of nowhere or they were looking for various martial arts instructors in different parts of italy was that the whole yes, strategy okay. exactly because they were trying to create this uh, uh this network here so uh -huh. the, the one who contacted me was an italian master in italy okay. that he was in contact with these two teachers yes and uh, yeah what what was uh, uh, that really struck me it was the fluidity uh -huh. because the, everything starts from a, a state of relaxation and is really fast and fluid mm -hmm. and uh, it doesn't go against the opposer but they try mm -hmm. to elude it and use their force against them or their weak point 
So uh -huh. when, uh, also when uh, it strikes, it's not a really strong strike straight, but they use uh, some liver of the body to uh -huh. create a much powerful uh, punch, let's say. Right. Not a straight punch, but first the, you defend moving away and then you're gonna uh -huh. strike in a angle, in a certain angle, or you're gonna bring the, the opponent down, the, mm -hmm. the attacker down, and also there's a, a part of controlling, so it's not like killing the guy, but right. it's like putting down, control the one down, controlling the, the environment. So mm -hmm. there's all this uh, learning also, not only one against one, but uh, maybe you are, uh, your shoulders against the wall, and you can't run away. So you have to move with this disability or there mm -hmm. are two people. And also, there's also the knife sticks. And because it's a military, it comes from the military. Mm -hmm. And there's a little bit of a, a gun training, like mm -hmm. a tactic. So there's a tactic movement mm -hmm. because they use it, of course, for, for, for military. <laughs> Nobody mm -hmm. now goes around with a gun. But it's, uh, it's well, nice to... <laughs> well, I'm American, so I, although I live in Germany, yeah, in my country, yeah, everybody goes around with a gun. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But also, you know how the guns work, because many mm. instructors in Europe, because this is my experience, uh, they may have a Hollywood uh, experience, though, when they, when they use right. the gun, they point it really far from the body. Right. But instead, in the military, they use it really close. They don't show, they don't give you the gun in front of you, but if right. they want to shoot you, they're going to shoot you. So there's also this type of psychological to know what's in front of you. So you're not Superman. You, you can't defeat everybody. Right. But, uh, you, you know when, you know when, when you can't. Right. So right. That's good. So it's really a practical approach to, really practical. Um, especially guns, which is, that's something that I have an issue with um, when I'm training here in Europe is people who want to do gun training. Um, but yeah, the approach is always very Hollywood. So it's like everybody's in the in Charlie's Angels, you know. It's like you the the gun is pointed up, and then you turn a corner, and the gun is suddenly pointed out, and yeah, and it's uh, you know, and these ideas of of being able to get a gun away from somebody, and and it's it's it really drives me crazy, especially because you probably know that in all the different types of suppliers for martial arts. Mm -hmm. and self-defense you know there's like the plastic gun. pads and yeah and then there's these plastic guns and rubber guns that are really heavy mm -hmm. and i think people really like to get those because they're fun to play with but they're for me as an american um where mass shootings are a reality it's so unrealistic and it makes me really really frustrated with instructors that bring this into their classes as though you can actually disarm somebody with an with a semi-automatic rifle yeah there's no this uh, really full also it's dangerous if uh, somebody goes against somebody with a gun yeah he can, he can do it because he had maybe two classes of uh, disarming yeah exactly i find <laughs> that it's really ir yeah it's exactly it's really irresponsible training 
And it's, uh, it's, yeah, it drives me nuts. Often when I've, when I have these conversations with people and say like, you know, I think this is, I, I just tell instructors, I think this is really irresponsible of you. They often tell me about the, um, the incident on the, the, the train from Belgium. Do you remember a few years ago, there was this terrorist who got on the, yeah, who got on the Talus with like a bunch of guns and -hmm. he was going to shoot up everybody on the train and then three guys disarmed him. Okay. It was going from Brussels to Paris. So this is usually what people say to me. Well, you know, this happened. And what they're overlooking is that the three guys who disarmed the terrorist were were all in the military and they were all very, very, very familiar with guns and how you load a gun. And what they noticed from this terrorist guy is that um, the gun was stuck. He was having trouble loading the gun. And that's, and so they recognized, you know, oh, the, the something in the, in the loading mechanism was stuck. So they had an opportunity to disarm the guy. Of course. But if it hadn't gotten stuck, then everyone on that train, of course, would have been murdered. So it's, yeah, it, it really drives me crazy, gun training in, in Europe. And I hate to kind of be a jerk about it, but, it, but just coming from the United States, it's like, you know, this is, a, this is a reality for an entire country of people. And it just doesn't work the way that it looks like it works in the movies. So I, I, I'm really glad that you were working with people who were pointing that out, that it doesn't look like Hollywood. Yeah. Actually, yes, the, the, the main focus every time we had the class, the Oli was saying, we use this style in the military. So if it's something doesn't work, I'm not gonna teach you. What I teach you is something that I trained and I know that it's working. Right, right. So we did also some uh, technique against the gun, but uh-huh. it was maybe with a, with a knife uh, and it was a certain situation that maybe in the military you can find it. Uh, and uh, as you said, uh, a military is uh, everyday trains for that purpose. For right. This, this is life, this is life. Right. And it's not even, even, even if it works, the disarming things, you have to train every day of your life to be ready when the times come. You can't be, if you go once a week or twice a week for one year, maybe right. some people give up before, you can't even think that you can be ready to do it because yeah. the, training, you know, the, pain, the panic and everything mm. stop. Even for yeah. normal self-defense, even if somebody is just uh, uh, try to choke, choke you. Mm-hmm. Some pe- I know some people, they say, oh, I want a self-defense course. Uh, how many lessons uh, do, you, do you do? Five lessons for self-defense course, <laughs> I say. No, five lessons is like an introduction. You know, start mm-hmm. to, to learn something. So you have to be, you have to train like a, like a boxer that goes in a, uh, on a ring. Mm-hmm. You have to be ready, so you have to train. Not one year. Every year you have to be training so that the, when the times come and you have to use it, you are able to use it. Mm-hmm. It's like the martial art, you know. Yeah. Martial arts have more like a complex technique maybe. So mm-hmm. in self-defense, you just use the more simple that everybody can use it mm-hmm. and the more quick and instinctive. But mm-hmm. they have to become 
part of your daily life. Right. That's what I always uh, try to teach to my students. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, it's funny because in with with the program that I teach, we actually only have five lessons. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but we base all of our movements on movements that people already do. So mm -hmm. you already have the you already have the muscle memory and the training. You don't have to learn it. You have it. You use it every single day. You just never apply it to self defense situations. Yeah, that, so, that's a different. That's a different way. That's that's yeah. It's a, it's a different approach. Just because right. you had on your website on um, I'm going to click over to it actually on your Wu Tao system website, mm -hmm. you had something that I saw that I really liked, and this is this is reminding me of it. This conversation, you were saying that um, you understand that not everybody has the time to attend regular classes, so you made a bunch of classes and training videos so people can train yeah. online in their own time and in their own space and kind of at their own pace. And that's kind of, that's how I approach Pretty Deadly basically. The system that I train, um, the self-defense program that I teach with that same idea that not everybody wants to become a martial artist. No, of course. You know, I've been in martial arts for 20 years like you and um, it was a surprise that it was going to be a, this big of a part of my life, but I'm really happy that it is. But I also recognize that not everybody wants to do that. And I really like the fact that I read that on your website as well, that you just sort of recognize, you know, this isn't, it's yeah. so beneficial and you want to reach as many people as possible, but understanding that it's not everybody's passion, I think is exactly. a really great thing. So how many videos you've got a Patreon and yes. you've got some YouTube videos and you've got, you've got a lot of stuff that you have out there that allows people to kind of reach what you're doing and learn what you're, what you're teaching. Can you tell me all the things that you, you have on offer? Let's see if I remember all of that. <laughs> so let's start with the Patreon. And the Patreon is like a, a monthly based uh, uh, training. So you have uh, all the videos and it's divided by level especially for the, the Shaolin. So mm -hmm. uh, you have the Shaolin program and the training also. And uh, then I have uh, uh, the YouTube. YouTube is of course, uh, is free. I put some uh, uh, training uh, promo. Mm -hmm. uh, lately, yeah, I have some this uh, superhero training. So I mm -hmm. created this program uh, inspired by superhero like Wolverine, Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, I want to ask you about that. I think that that's cool. The the choosing different superheroes from different films. And what do those yeah. trainings look like? So, for example, let's talk about the, the Spider-Man one. Uh -huh. So, the Spider-Man uh, are divided in three different skills, which mm -hmm. is agility, mobility, and uh, sensitivity. Mm -hmm. So, for agility, they're all like, there's a, a program of explosive exercise, uh, jumping, uh, things like this. Mm -hmm. uh, the mobility is more uh, for the joint, uh, more exercise that build your muscle, but uh, in a different type of way. Mm -hmm. I don't say not yoga, but you know, yoga-like, uh, but more mobile, not so static. Mm -hmm. And uh, the sensitivity is more meditation, focus on the senses, so mm -hmm. try to use the hearing and uh, the sight uh, and uh, mm -hmm. 
touch sense. And there's a six week program mm -hmm. and that is also repeating in an increased way. So they're like every six weeks so you're gonna increase uh, the intensity of this right. program. So and, are, you, are you combining um, your parkour training and mm -hmm. your martial arts training? Yeah. As well as aspects of Qigong, I imagine, and yeah. meditation all in the yeah. same program. That's pretty Absolutely. cool. But why did you choose the superheroes? Because everybody, oh, not everybody, but many knows the superheroes. Mm -hmm. And there maybe they're attracted from this, uh, you know, these people. Mm -hmm. And uh, some people want to get close to that. You know, I would like to be Captain America, but mm -hmm. I don't have a super serum to, to, to put up. Right. So I just make this, uh, also to have some... Uh, a different approach to the training. It's not just, okay, it's Monday, I have to do a push-up, and Wednesday, I have to do squats. Mm -hmm. So it's more, I think it was more fun, you know, to have this right. kind of approach. And today I'm training like Wolverine. <laughs> right. Yeah, so what's the difference between Spider-Man training and Wolverine training? The Wolverine, I focus on the strength, mm -hmm. on the bestiality, so all movement based on animals mm -hmm. and the combat skill. So in the combat skill, I put some standard, uh, a little bit of a military system, but uh, mm -hmm. I put the system, the sistema, mm -hmm. the Black Widow one. Oh, okay. Widow is Russian. Uh -huh. So the Russian uh, system. I see, yes. That's the most uh, weird I made because uh, sistema, yoga, because she's really flexible. Uh -huh. Just a little bit of ballet. Okay. I'm not, I'm not a ballet teacher, so I try right. to do my best. But I just grabbed some uh, exercise they do, mm -hmm. improve uh, their, uh, their muscles and their rotation skill. Right. And uh, you know, they have really good uh, um, isometric exercise. Uh -huh. And uh, I, it don't maybe it don't look like, but it's really <laughs> tiring. Uh -huh. So it's also that one is the most uh, weird because you have these three different things. Skills. Yeah, uh, get together, put it together. It makes a really complete uh, workout. So, so can you go from like one superhero to the next superhero and just become all of them? Oh yes, if <laughs> if you have the time to do it, why not? Yeah. I like. I really like that idea. I do um, every year here in Berlin. There's something called the Final Girls Film Festival, mm. which is a, a horror film festival focused on horror films made by women or produced by women. Um, and the in horror films, the final girl is the the last girl to either to last die time. or the one to survive. So. A few years ago, I contacted them and said, I'd love to do a self-defense um, self defense workshop as part of your festival mm -hmm. against, um, you know, like the classic horror monsters, you know, like Hi. Freddy Krueger and Michael, you know, from Halloween and, you know, all the bad guys. And so we, I put together a bunch of film clips and, you know, how were the, the it was always not the final girls, but the first girls, how were they killed? And then what happened, how would she have fought back? Of course, you know, then there wouldn't be a movie, but 
how could she have defended herself against these things? So, yeah, so this has become my favorite thing to do every year, you know, and then I change it a little bit every time. So last year it was um, movies where women actually survived. The final girl, how did she survive? Um, and how can we recreate those moments? So it's, 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 not, it's not the same thing that you're doing, but it's obviously a really yeah, similar exactly. inspiration. Exactly, exactly. Very, yeah. Very nice. yeah, it's really fun. I mean, I, I enjoy um, finding different ways to apply martial arts training and self-defense skills. That's a lot more fun than just like being afraid all the time. You know, I think is, it just makes it, it makes people want to learn it instead of being like, oh, this is something that I have to do and it's going to, you know, it's just a drag at the end of a work day, but it's something important to do. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's much better if you're like, I'm training to be Black Widow. Exactly. You know? Or I'm figuring out how to like defeat Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger is hard because he's supernatural. Yeah, and you know? your dream. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's not, I try to stay away from like, you know, witches and ghosts and, and hauntings and stuff because your traditional self-defense skills just aren't going to work. Of course. No. But speaking of, you wrote a book, didn't you? About... In the martial arts. Yeah, uh, about myths and legends. Yeah. So I started, I started like talking about uh, uh, martial arts in general. So I did Chinese, Japanese, uh, talking about kind of a, a little bit of a history, like to comprehend more. Uh -huh. And then I, got, I get into more uh, the, the more mystic part, you know, the ninja, they can uh, multiply themselves uh, or uh, the, the Shaolin, they're mm -hmm. like, they look like indestructible because they break uh, metal with their head. Uh -huh. And so I talk about the chi or mm -hmm. ki in Japanese. Mm -hmm. So what is, you know, the uh, very famous, the Dragon Ball Goku that throw the energy uh -huh. blast uh, from the hand right so there is this uh also in youtube you can find uh, some uh, masters they can uh, say they use their chi to move people and things like this uh -huh. so, <laughs> i also talk about <laughs> that stuff yeah that, um, I, for me from my experience i haven't found anyone that can do it no. when i find it I will be do make a video about that and I'll tell everybody. But for now, I just uh, the chi exists inside the body mm -hmm. for shatsu and uh, uh, reiki, pranic therapy. Mm -hmm. There are this type of a healing chi kung, mm -hmm. and uh, there is this type of energy. Let's let's call it energy. Mm -hmm. But from here to say that you can push somebody across the room. That's the different things. So I talk a little bit about that mm -hmm. and uh, also some quotes about uh, some martial artists, uh, mm -hmm. real and also not real, like, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, legend and, and reality. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, yeah, so it's more like uh, if somebody wants to know more about martial arts, maybe he, mm -hmm. the most common is the karate. You know, everybody knows karate. Yeah, everybody knows karate. You know uh -huh. karate. Uh, still people th thinking that I'm doing karate <laughs> uh -huh. after 20 years that I say I'm doing Shaolin. <laughs> and so I talk also about different martial arts and I'll mm -hmm. give a little explanation. So this is something just to give a, uh, a little bit to know more of right. uh, other, other martial arts. If you already know some martial art, you can know a little bit more. And if you don't mm -hmm. know anything, it's uh, something you can 
start them. Right. You seem to be most attractive to, attracted to Chinese arts over Japanese arts. Is there a reason well, for that? The, the main reason is because I start with the Chinese martial arts. Mm -hmm. But uh, I actually, I trained also in the Budo Taijutsu, in the Ninpo Taijutsu, mm -hmm. historic ninjutsu. And uh, I became, a, let's say, a helper, like a, a coach, a coach in, not the master, but a coach. And uh, I trained a little bit of uh, Kenjutsu and Yaido mm -hmm. with a Japanese sword. Mm -hmm. uh, last year I went in Japan mm -hmm. for, uh, for my personal pleasure, <laughs> just because mm -hmm. I love Japan uh, mm -hmm. also. And uh, since I was there, I managed to get inside the uh, Shorinji Kenpo Dojo. Okay. It's a, a Japanese style, but it can, the, the roots had from the, the Shaolin Kung Fu, from the Kung mm -hmm. Fu in general, from the Chinese martial art. Mm -hmm. So. It's true that I mainly focus on the Shaolin because it's what I know more than uh, right. Chinese martial arts. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I always say I love any martial arts. So if I have the opportunity to train in the Taekwondo, mm -hmm. uh, I take the chance and uh, I take the, the, the class of the Taekwondo. Right. I, did, I did one class in Capoeira because I, have, uh, I know a Brazilian master here mm -hmm. in Vicenza. So if, uh, if there is a chance, I like to learn and uh, I believe that every, I can learn from everything. Even if the style is completely different from my style, mm -hmm. I'm sure I can find something in that style that can improve uh, my what mother's style. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when you've been training in Ninpo Taijutsu, are you, are you in the Bunjinkan or Genbukan? No, it was, uh, I think, an independent one because mm -hmm. the master was a uh, former Bujinkan, and then he left. Mm -hmm. And so he created this, uh, uh, well, actually his master left and created this style. Mm -hmm. And in fact, there was no more, no too many uh, katas. It was mm -hmm. more uh, uh, practical. So mm -hmm. the drawings and a little bit of uh, punching and uh, like a, mm -hmm. a couple karat, katas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I also trained a few times with a Bujinkan here in Vicenza, mm -hmm. so I could see that was quite different uh, as a as an approach. Right. Yeah, I found the same. So the same. My teacher um, left both of those organizations and um, was on his own. Although he was training directly under uh, Shoto Tanamura and Hatsumi. So. But yeah, very similar. Um, and yeah, then I, when I left Los Angeles after my training and I moved to Europe, I trained a bit in a few ninjutsu dojos. Um, yeah, and the, the, it was, it, there was a, a marked difference mm. in the way that I was trained and the way that I continue to train and the way that I continue to teach my students when I'm teaching ninjutsu and um, in the Bujinkan. I found, a, yeah, it was just really, different obviously there were some things that were quite similar i mean the techniques are the techniques yeah um but the approach is really different sometimes and that was the i think for me probably it wasn't shocking because my teacher told me that this he, he told me what to expect okay. um he's still my teacher i still actively study under him even though he's in the united states now but 
Um, yeah, it's, it, it, sometimes I was a little confused about the approach as opposed to our approach. So it, 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 but it was also interesting, you know, the kind of a, there was a bit more of a diving in, in the way that I was trained. It was, it's very progressive okay. um, as opposed to kind of just like, okay, this is what we're going to do today. And we all kind of just figure it out. Okay. So, yeah, so it's a, yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting to see both, you know, these different ways to approach Nippo Taijutsu. When I was looking at these Sistema videos today, um, I was noticing some, some similarities between Nimpo and Sistema. Some of the movements in the one video that I saw, some of the movements were identical. Mm -hmm. um, the approach to or what I've come to understand about the basic um, strike in Nimpo Taijutsu Fudoken um, is really similar to the way that this guy was explaining a basic punch in Sistema, especially starting from a position of being very relaxed. Okay. So unlike, I, so I'm, I've only stayed with um, Nimpo Taijutsu and Ninjutsu my whole life. I've tried a little bit of Bagua, um, mm -hmm. a little bit of Qigong. Of course, I think every, I think when you're in martial arts, eventually you're going to be doing some Qigong, um, but just because it's good for you. Um, I've certainly tried a little bit of, um, of uh, Wing Chun and, you know, a little bit here and there, but really not very much. I'm, I'm always so interested in just going deeper and deeper and deeper into Nimpo and, and the techniques and the philosophy of it that I'm, I kind of don't ever want to be distracted with anything else. I like trying. <clears throat> but I always go back to what I'm already studying and what I also teach. So I just like staying there. Um, but yeah, the, the, some of these approaches in Sistema to me were really familiar. So can you tell me more about um, what you've discovered in Sistema and yeah. what makes it different for you, especially from Shaolin and some of the other styles that you've studied? Of course, the Shaolin is very traditional. So mm -hmm. with the forms, the Taolu and the, the basic position, really low, mm -hmm. not too much, but you, know, you start studying by yourself and then eventually you go and practice uh, with, uh, with an opponent. Of course, the Sistema is very uh, practical. So yes, mm -hmm. you, can, you can train the movements just as a conditioning. Mm -hmm. yourself but if you want to practice the technique uh, you need a partner so that's very very uh, good and uh, uh, yeah it's a uh, very how do you say economic of a movement mm -hmm. so it doesn't do big movement maybe the the tai chi or mm -hmm. the shaolin they have a kind of a hollywood uh, <laughs> spirit right. in that but uh, this is really really practical so one, one hand protects and then you're ready to, to hit back. Mm -hmm. And also the movement, you just make a few, a little step and then turn your torso and then you're ready against a, a different angle. And also there is a, uh, this type of a throwdown that you don't have to fight against, but you're gonna, uh, how do you say, uh, disrupt the, the line of uh -huh. the, 
yeah you know the the spine mm -hmm. and then just tilting the head for example it's already out of balance and then you can throw it down right so they have different uh, type of uh approaching. Right. right yeah these were all these were all things that i felt were the same so like that evasion that stepping mm -hmm. to the side you know and then being at an angle is the same as our sword evasions yeah. uh, in nimpo and uh and that the the throw that you're describing i can't remember the name of because but i remember training it because i trained it really poorly the mm -hmm. first few times where i was trying to throw someone and i was always the only one ending up on the floor somehow <laughs> the other person was still standing there <laughs> until i finally figured it out but and, and i you would think i would remember the name of it but i don't but yeah it's a, so it's very interesting to me how similar these two things are Talking about similarity, uh, mm -hmm. this week I was doing the podcast episode about the Penchaxilat. Uh -huh. So I was studying the style, I did like a historic episode. Uh -huh. And I look at some videos, I saw a lot of movement, really close. Also this type of fluid movement right. going down, coming from this. And the story of the Sistema is basically, it starts from the Koshak, you know, the, the uh -huh. Russian warrior uh -huh. back in the 10th century. But then uh, with the communist uh, regime, uh, they, they forbid it to practice it. Mm -hmm. And they just gave it to the special forces mm -hmm. and it, it started to evolve. So mm -hmm. everything they find that also they use the stick like the, uh, oh, the mm, Eskrima. Oh, like you know, the Eskrima, uh-huh. They use uh, the, the screma stick and mm -hmm. the movement and the drills uh, they are from uh, the screma ma mm -hmm. mainly. So th they have the basic of this uh, Russian martial art, but then uh, what didn't need it, they take it out and uh, mm -hmm. what they liked from other styles, they start to, they see they, right. they were really effective. They start to implement it. So mm -hmm. I think that's why also there are some movement, it could be, uh, that they found from the Nimpo Tejutsu that was mm -hmm. a really good mover and they, <laughs> they yeah. put it inside the style. Yeah, I just, I feel like eventually, um, I, I think people just discover that these are the most effective ways for the body to move. You know, mm -hmm. it's just basic body dynamics. There's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu people I've spoken to who, um, you know, they'll describe a move to me or they'll show a move and they're kind of convinced that they invented it or that it was invented by Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you know, and you're like, mm, yeah, no, actually, I've seen that in other things before. And the same with Krav Maga. I mean, I think there's so much crossover between all the arts. Yeah. The one that I, that I find most different from the ones that I've played around with um, are more the Kung Fu you know, all the different schools in Kung Fu simply because um, it's also circular. And I tend to focus on the Japanese arts, which are not circular at all. Mm -hmm. So that, but, but still, I think there's so much crossover because human bodies are human bodies and they all move, you know, we're all going to kind of end up moving in the same way. It's, there's a finite amount of movement, really. There's a quote from Bruce Lee that said, until the men have uh, two hands, uh, two legs, there'll be only one type of fighting, basically. Right. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> really practical. Yeah. And, oh, there's something I want to say about the Sistema. Mm -hmm. Because uh, uh, in YouTube, 
especially you can find uh, uh, various of uh, Sistema videos of people that does uh, uh, no contact, which mm -hmm. uh, is uh, really weird if you get a chance yes. to, to watch <laughs> it. And, uh, and some people start to believe that that is the Sistema. But uh, there are, I have uh, two different uh, uh, opinion, two, two different types of uh, mm -hmm. teacher. There could be um, like a training, like it was sh it's showing the technique without doing actually because maybe it didn't want to hurt mm -hmm. the, the students and the students react like it is a... a like it's a, like there's contact yeah of course but out of context uh, you see this guy doing the hook and the other moving the head uh -huh. the other one is people that is really fooled himself to think he have uh, <laughs> this uh, kind of power and the, the students uh, kind of uh, go along with and right. but, but that not is the sistema i <laughs> i've learned i've learned uh, <laughs> the real military sistema the one that really goes full contact. <laughs> yeah, so I think full contact sure, is... As I know, if, if somebody is going out to search the Asistema class, uh, just to make sure yeah. which type of, uh, <laughs> of class is gonna find. Yeah, that there should be full contact. Yeah, I think, the, um, I think full contact is pretty important when you're studying martial arts. It doesn't always have to be hard and fast, but contact is important just because like, you're, you were talking about, you know, these mystical masters who can throw someone across the room with just their, their power of their chi. Um, until we've experienced that firsthand, it's a little difficult to sign up for. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Kung Fu Hustle? Oh, yes. Yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> I really liked it. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Um, I meant to ask you that earlier, actually. Um, you mentioned to me that you teach parkour and self-defense or, or Shaolin to- Shaolin parkour, yes. Right, to um, kids on the army base near you. Yes. That's interesting. How long have you been doing that? Uh, I believe uh, to 2014. Okay. 2014, so it's almost six years wow yeah <laughs> time plus <laughs> so yes i started there as a parkour and a shaolin teacher and uh now i i also teach uh, is more more cyclic now i'm doing actually a, a ninja training uh, uh class uh -huh. where i teach them uh, i, I combine it because uh, also because of this situation uh with the right. virus we have different rules uh, so we have to be more careful and uh, et cetera. So we can't do a proper uh, ninja, a ninpo with a throwing because we have no contact. Mm -hmm. And also with the parkour, I can't do a, a full class because uh, there's no the environment, right? So I put together these uh, two things, which actually really connect, uh, you know, the ninja mm -hmm. movement, uh, like the parkour, they, they move like ninjas. <laughs> and so I do this. Uh, uh, nice training for the kids, which is really good for their uh, fitness, uh -huh. agility, and everything. And also, I teach uh, how to throw a punch and a kick, and mm -hmm. it's more you know, in a fun way. Also, kickboxing has started this uh, 
this season here. So yeah, there I, I I change quite a lot. Depends of the season in the Italian territory <laughs> outside the base. I mainly focus on our Shaolin and parkour, mm -hmm. which actually parkour is really good for self-defense because if you can run away and uh, disappear, <laughs> you'll be safe. <laughs> yeah, it's that, that's when I teach self-defense, that's always the first rule, you know, run. run. <laughs> yeah, I'll run. I mean, there's no reason to stick around. If they're exactly. not holding on to you, why stay? Exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I don't know if you find uh, uh, also this type of student that they come to your class and ask you to, for self-defense and they leave because they, I didn't teach you how to throw a punch. What they say that is, sorry, that was my window. No, that's okay. <laughs> I'm teaching defense, I'm not teaching offense. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, no, I haven't actually had anyone ask me that, but it's it's usually kind of you can usually tell if somebody's like there because they want to they just want to start punching stuff. Exactly. We do learn a, a basic punch because it can be a really good space maker. Yes, um, yes, of course. But it's but yeah, I stress very much the same thing that self defense is not a fight. It's not about fighting um, and it's not okay for you to, it, it's, so it's not like, oh, you've learned a few moves and now you go run over to somebody else and hit them. Um, that self-defense is for defense only. It's about defending them, the self and, and which is why, you know, the best way to do that is to run. You know, exactly. if you can run, run, get out of there. You know, if you can run in a parkour way, where you're like jumping up on top of buildings and across things and that would just be great. Need, that would, you would look cooler like fun, yeah. <laughs> you can put a wall between you and the, the attacker and you're ready. <laughs> really fast, yeah. I really love parkour. I cannot do it because I don't like to leave the ground ever. <laughs> but I admire everybody who can and I, it's, I wish that it was something that I felt more comfortable doing, but Seriously, I'm so rooted to the ground is yeah. I can barely jump. I mean, I can, but <laughs> my body just is very attached to the earth. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gravity is my middle name, apparently. Um, this has been really great talking to you. Thank you so much for letting me know a little bit about your world, what you're doing in Vincenza in Italy and um, all the cool stuff that you're offering, especially all the online courses, both learning Shaolin, which is so great, especially now during this pandemic time when it is difficult for us to make contact and it's different in every country. You know, here in Germany, we're able to make contact and we can train martial arts, um, but not everyone feels comfortable doing that as well. So it's really nice to have all these options. I really, really love the superhero fitness program idea I think is great. Um, and the podcast in two different languages. I'll definitely be reminding all my friends in Italy to listen to the Italian. Actually, they should listen to the English ones. English. <laughs> yeah, so they can improve their English. I should listen to the Italian ones, but I don't, I don't speak any Italian. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, of course, in the, if, if somebody joins my, my Patreon, as an extra, 
it gets all the episodes. The one that uh, I published in uh, Italian, they can uh -huh. find the English version on the on the podcast. Oh. So, as a little bonus, uh, <laughs> somebody uh -huh. joined the podcast. Uh, all in their language or all in English and Italian. <laughs> nice. So yeah, well, that's a nice thing to do. So if you support Zimona on his Patreon, then you get to hear every podcast episode in English or Italian and not just every other one. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Nice. Good bonus. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Good. Well, I hope we get to meet sometime and uh, compare notes. Yeah. <laughs> Work on our evasions or, <laughs> or movie-inspired self-defense, fitness, and martial uh, arts. We can uh, join the, the defending uh, against monster with the superhero. <laughs> so, well, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Like Wolverine versus Freddy Krueger. Think oh, about I, that. That's most fair. That's most fair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's most fair. With the yeah, exactly. Right? Only one is like kind of an out-of-shape old guy who's dead and so is oh, yeah. and the other one is a wolverine <laughs> thank you very much simona thank you to invite me here i hope maybe in the future we can have uh, other chats <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> i really love how simona like so many people i know walked into martial arts or started martial arts looking for one thing and ended up with a lifelong passion that doesn't always happen, and it doesn't have to happen to enjoy martial arts, but when it does, it's such a great serendipity. You can learn more about Zimona Marini and his online courses at wutausystem.wixsite.com forward slash online, and you can listen to his podcast at anchor.fm forward slash tenkaichi. Don't forget, if you support him on Patreon, you get to hear all the episodes in English or Italian rather than just every other one. And hopefully, you'll be hearing me on an upcoming episode, too. You can find him at patreon.com forward slash Training. Pretty Deadly Self-Defense is a self-defense program based in Berlin, but with coaches and trainers in a growing number of cities in Europe and around the world. If you want to join us, just to take a course, or to become a coach, a trainer, or even offer Pretty Deadly in your school or studio, let us know through our website at prettydeadlyselfdefense.com or find us through our app. Just search for Pretty Deadly Self-Defense in your favorite app store and download for free. And remember that all of our paid programs fund our volunteer work, so when you empower yourself, you're actually empowering another woman too. Thanks for being here. I'm Susie Pollock, and you've been listening to the Pretty Deadly Podcast. See you next week.